Welcome to the Amara Podcast. Amara is a not-for-profit organization that works with children as they enter, experience, and transition out of foster care. Listen in. Hello, hello, podcast listeners. Caroline here. For this episode, in honor of Pride Month, we sat down with two Amara staff members who are foster parents and part of the LGBTQ plus community, Trey Rayburn and Jen Camel. They talk about their experience becoming foster parents with their spouses, Amara's participation in the Seattle Pride Parade, and advice for people in the LGBTQ plus community interested in becoming foster parents. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, my name is Trey Rabin, Family Outreach Specialist at Amara. I think when that happened. I mean, we've been together for almost 10 years. I mean, pretty early on, first dates, we talked about wanting kids. Um, obviously, we took so long to get to the point of actually doing it. I'm trying to think when we had the, the talk. I mean, I think just me be working in this field, studying this in grad school, all my practicums were with foster care. I think that was always a kind of our natural entry into the foster care and then potentially adoption. Like, neither one of us ha- having a biological child wasn't a big, that's not something we like yearn for. So, we knew we weren't going to do like surrogacy or any type of that route. And so, um, yeah, I think it was always pretty much foster care. I don't know if we talked about baby adoption. Maybe we did, but yeah. And the cost of it, I think we would have quickly re- scratched off the list anyway if we did talk about it, but I don't think we did. Kind of let's sit back and let Phil kind of, like in CCTU's like taking all these notes and like I'm just kind of like checking my phone but like trying to act like I'm somewhat engaged because I want to be like rude to the instructors that like I'm on my phone the whole time. Um, also went to grad school with the person that taught the class so that was even weird. She was like calling me like personally. It was just, yeah. I got that too and it yeah. was really weird. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no, 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 just treat me like yeah, everyone well, else. Well, Trey works tomorrow. He can tell you, he can answer that question. Um, yeah, so I think allowing your partners to have that time to do all like it's still attend CCT with them but you know letting them have that or like we just had an adoption APR adoption planning review because of the case for our little guys heading that way and it's all about like what adoption support looks like and kind of the next steps once your kid becomes legally free and like between being the intern and then a case manager here I've probably sat through like 30 of those meetings so I could like basically know it verbatim but once again I just like sat back and like let Phil ask all the questions he wanted to ask to get answered about the process since I knew it so I got licensed in five weeks so it was super quick. Like we turned in our full packet, which I think you did too. Yeah. Um, and then basically our licensure of the state was like, you're a full packet, you work at Amara. Basically I have no concerns, so I'm just gonna like, I mean, they did all the standard background checks and all that to confirm, but like she was just like, I wanna whip you through because you're an easy one instead of like, yeah. And then we'll focus on our harder one. So it was, yeah, we got licensed way quicker than we thought. So we actually went on no placement or no referral for like, status for maybe four months before we actually started seeing referrals of kids. Been a foster parent for two and a half years now. I have like consoled and supported like foster families, like I don't know, twenty foster families that had the same parenting issue and then like in my house I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like <laughs> Yeah, so it totally goes out the window when you're twenty four seven, even though you have all the resources like in your back pocket. Like yeah. you just forget about them. Did the babies, we did the toddlers and now we're like over that. And so like we'll definitely, you know, go a little bit older, which means there's gonna be more trauma, more behaviors typically so we're kind of kind of I think ramp up our level of what we can take in as a family as we gain experience while parenting. I want I would take another placement now um, I want a little girl between the ages of like four and six um, 
but feels like let's get through this one maybe take a little break where we don't have social workers and everyone coming over and then so in the next year we'll probably we'll be taking another placement I'm Jen Camel. I'm the Chief Clinical Officer at Amara. I've been a foster parent for three months. Yeah, I mean, I think I've worked with kids in foster care for so long that it's always kind of been in my plan to be a foster parent at some point, regardless of any other way mm -hmm. I might be a parent. And um, so I know that my wife and I, we've been together for seven or eight years now, seven and a half years. And uh, it, we talked about it very early, and I said it was something that was important for me, and she was really open to it. It never was a difficult conversation. It just yeah, was something sure. we were both on board for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ours was a bit slower, so we did. Th we also turned in our full packet, which means that we'd done all of our training, gotten all of the. You know, it's a huge stack of paperwork together, and we turned that all in at once. But then it took another five and a half months after that before we were licensed, and we definitely were like anxious and ready. We wanted to be licensed, and I was disappointed that I didn't have Trey's experience of having that happen quickly. I've talked about this a little bit, how it was kind of funny to be in like CCT, yeah. the foster parent training, and you know, like my wife would raise her hand to ask a question, and I'd be like, oh, I can just tell you, you know, like the answer to that. And you know, of course, it was really good for her to be getting the answer from someone other than me. Yeah. Um, and I think the big thing for us has just been where can she get the support? Not only that I have a deeper understanding of the system, but I've worked with kids for 20 years. And so I have a, just a lot of experience with kids, and so we've really been looking at where can she get the support? Um, she gets some for me, of course. I'm a huge support for her. But where else can she also be getting support? Um, and so, you know, we've gotten that through the therapists that we're working with, with the kids, um, through fostering together. Um, they've been really great in terms of answering questions and kind of resources. Um, but yeah, it's definitely an interesting. Mm -hmm. I think it's also important to remember that even though I have a lot of experience in the foster care system and a lot of experience with kids. We're both newbies at being parents. Um, and that's a really different thing. For sure. Um, and being a foster parent is really different than being a professional in the system. Um, and it certainly, I mean, it informs my work in a lot of ways and I really have a deeper understanding. But the experience is just so different. So even though we have different levels of knowledge, like we're both really new at this. We've both only been parents for three months. When you're just tired yeah. or frustrated or whatever it is, but mm -hmm. you know, it's mm -hmm. different than coming in, supporting someone else and going through something. Totally. 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 Joking to Amy, I was like, I feel like I'm like waving all these people like I'm some like famous person that she cares about, <laughs> and I'm totally not. But then like, if you're just like walking with this like no emotions down private, it's also like, why are you in the parade then? So it's like this weird thing of like. I'm a beauty queen waving to everyone, but I'm not really anybody. <laughs> no, but it was super fun. The crowd, like, there's maybe, I don't know, at least a dozen times where people were like, saw our thing, were like, oh yeah, we love you, Amara. So I don't know if they're my families or former foster youth that had a great Amara family. I don't know what it was, but it was just really fun to kind of see those folks as they kind of went down the parade route. Yeah. Yeah, everyone in the crowd. And he was like, up here, up here. <laughs> Look at me. Hey guys, up here! Oh my god, that's gonna go like cracking me up. Probably a group of like 25 to 30, so a good number. And some alumni families, a couple current families, good amount of staff. Um, yeah, so it was, yeah, it was a really fun, fun time. Sadly, nap time got in the way of us. I know. Pride parade. We did put the kids in all their rainbow clothes yesterday. That was our, our nod to pride. Definitely doing it again next year. Until folks go to Family Pride, that's super fun and kid-family friendly. Um, 
So that was fun. Took our little man. He was he had fun for like five minutes and then just wanted to run around the big field. So that's what we did. That's fun too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say I think it's important to talk about because I think a lot of people don't realize that they can be foster parents, like they worry. Um, and I think a lot of people worry that even if they legally can be foster parents, they may not feel welcome um, at, you know, if they go to a certain agency or with the state that maybe they would be discriminated against or not welcome. I think just the awareness, I think, not in this state, fortunately, there's horrible laws being implemented by other states that are allowing religious organizations to like basically put discrimination into law and so I think it dis discourages a lot of folks around the country so just making folks know that you know there is a route to become a foster parent if you are in the LGBTQ community. My advice for any LGBTQ potential prospective interested foster parents is definitely if you want to work with the agency do your research to make sure that they are indeed welcoming and affirming and not just saying the baseline stuff so that they honestly don't have a lawsuit against them for discrimination. So like really do your own research for sure to make sure that the, you know, the agency is the right fit. Um, yeah, and don't be discouraged. I mean, there, you know, there may be times where discrimination is going to happen, especially on the state end when they're like considering placement for kids. Cause that's, I feel like that's a way where you, you'll just never know if you're not chosen for a kid, you don't typically get like a, you know, a bullet list of why you weren't chosen. And so I think that's where some discrimination maybe can happen, but you just don't know it. Um, yeah, but push through, get supports, um, find other LGBTQ parents out there or parenting groups or something, um, create your community and yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, th I would say do it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's great and there are a lot of really great kids out there and if you wanna be a parent, this is a wonderful way to do it. Um, and yeah, definitely make sure that you, I, or I would just say it, it's great to go with an agency. So even as someone who has a lot of knowledge of the system and I, I know kind of what should happen and so I have the ability to advocate for myself, um, it can be really hard. And I really, you know, like it would be really nice if we had someone else who could help us with that advocacy or kind of with connecting us with the services that we need. Um, it feels sometimes like a part-time job. Um, just kind of returning all the phone calls and making all the appointments and so I think just having that extra level of support especially if you're someone who isn't really intimate with how the system works can be really really helpful um, and similar to what Trey said going with an agency that is going to be an open and affirming agency that is going to celebrate your family and not just work with your family because they're legally obligated to I think is really important I think there's something unique that the LGBTQ folks can provide for kids. And I, and I, just from our experience, like we, we know what it's like to be different and to navigate the world being different and to have to decide when you're gonna explain your difference and when you're not gonna explain your difference um, and when you might wanna hide it or when you might not. And I think that though it's not exactly the same, I think there's a parallel to the experience that kids in foster care um, might be experiencing and many folks in the LGBTQ community also know what it's like to perhaps have some difficulty with your family um, and so I think that that's just a really important just life experience um, that can help inform you as a foster parent and really help you provide great care to the kids. Yeah for sure and I would say don't let like the, the, the negative things that you may hear about, you know, same-sex parenting or 
what are they gonna do if they don't have a mother or a dad in the home? Like, don't buy into all that. It's like, it's just silly nonsense, but I think some people honestly buy into that. I've heard other queer families say that, and I think part of it is like knowing you have a village, and that village is gonna include people of all genders, and so like, they'll have mentors, they'll have whatever in their lives, and so like, whatever the genders are the, the full-time parents, like, it's fine. The, the kid will be fine, I promise. Big thank you to Trey Rabin and Jen Campbell for sharing their foster parenting experience and advice. That's it for this week. Tune in next time on the podcast from Amara.